Princeris Grimgard, second son of Bormund of Orida, stood at the prow of his longship and watched the sun rise over the water. Home! His voice nearly vanished in the wind. After three years of darkness, sunlight. He turned around to face his men. We are home! The Oringard sat in the long, narrow ship, a hundred warriors. Each man held an oar propelling Orin's blade forward. The ship was shaped as an orca, sigil of their kingdom, and more orcas appeared upon their banners and round wooden shields. Each of the Oringard, legendary warriors descended from the first king himself, wore a horned helm, a fur cloak, and a wide blade at his hip. Each man also carried a gilded horn around his neck, amulets to bless them in battle, then drink mead from in the halls of victorious afterlife. As they oared the ship forward, the men cried out Eris's name, blessing him. For three years, Eris said, you've followed me through darkness. You've defeated the undead of the crystal forests in Lean, the beasts of the watery chasm off the Kalish coast, the bloodthirsty wolves of darkness, and many more enemies. Now we return home with our prize. He raised his own horn, larger than the others, older, holier. We return with the Meden horn, with glory. The Oringard roared for that glory, and Eris turned back toward the west. The sun had fully emerged from the water now. The light reflected against his armor, his blade, and the Meden horn in his hand. The wind billowed his cloak and filled his nostrils and after three years of cold, finally warmth filled him. The wind smelled like salt, like water, like sunlight, like Timandra, the lit half of the world, the realm Eris had begun to think he'd never see again. So this is the sun. The voice that spoke beside him was soft, hesitant, almost afraid. Eris turned to his right, gazed upon his wife, and felt all his warrior's strength, his pride and glory, his haunting nightmares of bloodshed and darkness, all fade into a haze like veiled sunlight in the rain. Yes, I return with the lost artifact of a reader, and with a treasure even greater. Eris took her soft pale hand, so small in his, a lily in the paw of a bear, does it burn you, my love? She stood wrapped in a white silk cloak and hood. The sunlight fell upon her face and large indigo eyes, Elorian eyes, the size and shape of chicken eggs, far larger than his. She was a small woman, no taller than his shoulder, so thin she was almost frail. Strands of her white hair escaped her hood and billowed as banners. Around her neck, rather than a mead horn, she wore a diamond, the stone of her people. She was Yun Yi, a princess of Lean, a daughter of darkness, and his wife. The sunlight burns me no more than moonlight can burn a diamond, she replied, no more than starlight upon the crystals of our forest, no more than the light of your love, my heiress, within my breast. 
the sunlight is no brighter than that love, and it can no more burn me than you can. She smiled the fragile, hesitant smile which had first drawn Eris to her like a siren's song. I've always wanted to see the sun. How beautiful it is. How beautiful you are, Eris thought, gazing at her pale cheeks, her gleaming eyes, her silken hair. How brave you are, how noble, how precious to me. He had defeated the undead in the Icelands, the wolves in darkness, the great beasts of the chasm, and she had fought at his side. She had left her palace of crystal and moonlight, had travelled with him through blood and fire and shadow, and now into daylight, now into his home, now into a world that to her was as strange as a land beyond the stars. 